my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to another episode of The Mark Moss Show where we talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the decentralized revolution that is changing the world as we live in it. <laughs> we're building the plane and we're flying at the same time, so to speak. Uh, pretty amazing what's happening. You know, um, talking a lot about Bitcoin, as I talk about many times, how the price is some of the least um, interesting stuff to talk about, unless you're a trader, which I don't recommend. Just buy it and hold it, man. Go focus on the rest of your life. Um, and so if we're just going to buy and hold it, then what we want to be focusing on is, as I say, the growth of the network. That's the amount of users there, the mind share there. And I've talked about a lot about that. And then we want to focus on the development that's happening on it. Um, on the previous segment, I talked about volatility, the price going up and down, is is the difference of perception and reality. And so the reality is it's the, the progress of Bitcoin is moving like at a 45-degree angle up, um, so we're getting more users, we're developing more things, uh, we're sucking in more mindshare, that's the reality. The perception gets oversold and overbought and oversold and overbought. And so some of the things I like to focus on are those two things, the growth of the network and the development. And last week I was talking about how I had just gotten back from Miami and I was there for the Bitcoin 2022 conference. It was amazing. And uh, I talked a little bit about it, but I didn't get in super deep because I didn't really have time to digest it and, and go through all my um, notes and, and all that stuff. And so I wanted to dig in deep into some of the stuff that I came back with because while I was there, I was able to have some amazing conversations and really look at the growth of the, or the, I should say the development happening on the network. And it's amazing what's going. As a matter of fact, there's been a new development on Bitcoin that just completely completely will blow you away. I'm going to say something that's really big and you may not agree with it or you may not like it, but it doesn't change the reality. But what's happening on Bitcoin, well, as I've said, is going to change the course of humanity. But what just happened, and I've been saying this for a long time, uh, I'm, 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 I'm choosing my words carefully here. Um, I think that all the cryptocurrencies are, let's say that almost all the cryptocurrencies the other 15,000 of them will eventually be built on top of Bitcoin. Um, and that's exactly 
what we have seen. There's new technology that's been released that I think is going to speed that up. It's going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be interesting to watch, and we're going to have to see. Um, and you're going to say, Mark, you're an idiot. You're stupid. You're you're a maxi, whatever. And that's fine. Uh, we can all have different opinions, and neither of us know the future. Uh, but either way, you want to know what, what's going on here. It's pretty amazing. So let's talk about that a little bit. So um, again, I was I was there at the Bitcoin conference. Um, I was a speaker. I was a speaker on the main stage. I worked the news desk for a couple of days. And the reason why I tell you that is because it gave me access. It gave me access backstage to all the inside stuff. It gave me access to all the speakers. It gave me access to all the developers. And I got to have some very interesting conversations there. Now, just talking about the growth of the network for a minute. Um, in 2019, there was about 1,500 attendees or maybe less than 2,000. They didn't have it in 2020 because, you know, COVID. But, but 2021, it had gone from less than 2,000 to just over 10,000. So it's called 2,000 to 10,000, the 5X. Um, and then we went from um, 10,000 to 35,000, call it 30,000. That's a 3X. That's insane to have that kind of growth. And what that tells you is the growth of the network, right? That's the amount of people that are coming in. That's how fast this is growing. That's the reality. The price will catch up. The price will catch up. That's reality. I do want to say that uh, about 35,000 attendees, um, the, they, they put out a report showing exactly what went into to producing this event, and they reported to have spent over $30 million in production costs, which is amazing. I say that because I saw a lot of people um, in the space going, oh, I can't believe they charge so much for a ticket. They should make these events free. And it's like... I mean, man, it costs money to put these events on. It costs $30 million. It's about a about 1000 bucks per person uh, to put this event on. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting that they, they shared that, and I appreciate that. And I can tell you that I've been running my own event, which, by the way, I have my second annual event coming up. It's called Market Disruptors Live. If you want to learn how to build, grow, and protect your wealth um, in, in this decentralized uh, uh, revolution that we're living through right now, then you do not want to miss marketdisruptorslive.com. It's coming up next month. And I can tell you, I, my numbers are about the same. I mean, it costs about $1,000 per person to throw the event. That's what, that's what, that's what the Bitcoin conference costs. Um, about about a thousand dollars per person, and, and that's that's about what it costs. So I just thought I'd share that. It's pretty interesting. Um, but anyway, um, some of the stuff that I saw. So some of the stuff. So a lot of times people think that Bitcoin is like old technology. It's like Facebook. I'm sorry. It's like MySpace, and we'll have a Facebook there, or something like that. Uh, Bitcoin's old, slow, and clunky. Bitcoin's uh, Bitcoin's too slow to, to transfer value. Um, Peter Thiel. Um, if you if you recognize that name, Peter Thiel was the the uh, original founder of PayPal. Um, he started PayPal to change the financial system. He thought he could change the Federal Reserve system, and uh, he's a prolific tech tech investor. Um, amazingly smart. I mean, he's forgotten more than I'll ever know. Uh, he's he's amazingly smart. So I'm not trying to put anything against him, but he spoke at the Bitcoin conference. And I and I was a little bit uh, I was a little bit taken back by his presentation because it showed like this um, this hole in his thinking like he had this he he was missing something and and I don't know am I that smart that I can see it and he doesn't and so kind of surprised me and and as it turned out I was invited to this private event on um, just a couple of days ago. Another friend, Alex Epstein, just wrote a book called The Fossil Fuels. He previously wrote a book called The Case for Fossil Fuels, and now his new book is called Fossil Future. And if you can guess by the titles, it's about why we need uh, more more abundant, cheap energy, why the world needs that. Um, and so... Anyway, he had this book release party in Newport Beach, and uh, I got to go to that. Luckily, I was invited, and Peter Thiel was there, and he was actually one of the co-presenters, and it was just a small event, 50 people, something like that. So I got a chance to go talk to Peter Thiel, and I said, hey, Peter, you know, I, I caught your presentation. I really liked it. I thought it was really good, uh, but I, I think there was something you might have been missing, and I just, I just like to ask you about it. And uh, I said, you said that, you know, Bitcoin is good for a store of value, but then you need something like Ethereum to have velocity in order to get the speed that you need. Well, first of all, um, Ethereum has about the same slow transaction time as Bitcoin. But I said, what's your, what's your, what, what, you, what I think you're missing, I'm trying to say this very respectfully, uh, what I think you're missing is that Bitcoin is both. Bitcoin is both the store of value and using layer two applications like Lightning, I can send Bitcoin faster and cheaper than any other cryptocurrency that's out there. I can send it faster than Visa. I can send it faster than anything. And he's like, 
well, I, I didn't know. I, I, I'm not really that caught up on lightning. He said, if it works like you say it does, that would be amazing. I said, well, it does. <laughs> I've been to El Salvador many times. I've used it over and over. I've used lightning. And I can tell you that I can send Bitcoin over the lightning network faster than, my, than, than the point of sale credit card terminal can even dial in and run the credit card transaction. And he's like, well, I guess I, guess I have to look more into that. And so the reason why I tell you that story is because um, I'm talking about Lightning specifically. So Lightning is an application that's built on top of the Bitcoin network that allows it to do lots of other app, lots of other applications, lots of other things that the that the, the base blockchain layer, a Bitcoin blockchain, cannot do. A lot of people don't know this, and I want to tell you, even Peter Thiel didn't know this, and this is what most people are missing, and, I, and you need to understand this. So um, Lightning Labs is a company that builds out this hardware. Now, they introduce something that's so big and so massive, it's literally going to change the world, and I don't mean that, I don't mean that lightly. And I want to tell you what they're doing. They raised a bunch of money, but I want to tell you about a new release um, and what it's going to do, I'm going to uh, explain that. And then we'll take a look and see how that can change stablecoins, DeFi, NFT. I mean, it, it, what, what this is going to change. I'm going to tell you about some of the other announcements of, of some of the um, developers that I was there with. Because I got the inside scoop and I want to give it to you. That's the benefit of you getting to tune in. Listen to me, by the way, you're listening to the Mark Moss Show. And we're talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution. Talking about how it's changing the world right before our very eyes. And um, some people, even some of the smartest people in the world like Peter Thiel are missing it. Um, not because uh, not because they don't understand it. It's just you have to spend a lot of time studying this stuff. And, and I do. And I get to talk to these people. And so I want to share it with you. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss what's going on. That could miss the biggest investment opportunity of your life. You're listening to the Mark Moss show talking about Bitcoin and the decentralized revolution. I'm going to be right back with more. Don't go away. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. I'm talking about the intersection, as I say, the intersection of politics, finance, and technology, where all three of them are converging at the same time. Before the break, I was talking about um, being an insider at the Bitcoin conference, um, the growth of the conference, the amount of people that are there. Because I was a speaker on the main stage, I got access to the backstage, and I got to hang out with the developers and the and the investors, and I got to get the inside scoop. And I talked about it last week, but I didn't really get to digest all my notes and, and get this prepared for you. And so I kind of want to come back and tell you about some of this stuff. And so before the break, I was just talking about uh, Peter Thiel and his presentation there and how I got a chance to actually talk to him a couple of days ago and how he kind of missed this and maybe you are too. And so um, Bitcoin, well, the way technology works is it scales in layers. And so like gold is like a base settlement layer. If I hold gold, nobody else has gold. If I hand it to you, now you have the gold. Uh, but in order to get velocity, in order to move that faster, um, I put the gold in a bank and then they gave me a paper gold certificate. And now I can move paper gold certificates very fast. And so that was a layer two. It's not final settlement. Um, in order to get the final settlement, I'd still have to take that paper gold certificate and take it back to the bank and then I can get the gold. Um, and, and that's sort of what um, the internet has done as well. And so we have the internet, which is this TCP IP protocol. And then if we want things like email, we scale on top of that, SMTP. We want security, that's HTTPS. And so Bitcoin is also similar. So we have this base settlement layer. And then on layer two, there's a few different layer two applications and they're able to make trade-offs. And so they can be faster or more private or something like that or cheaper, um, but they're not final settlement, they're a second layer, but it's still moving the same asset. And so we have Lightning, uh, we have Liquid, we have RSK, we have, a, we have a couple of these, but Lightning Labs is the big one, Lightning is the big one, and they announced a 70 million, that's right, seven zero, 70 million Series, series B capital raise. Um, so they have a lot of money to go do a lot of things, which is cool. And this is important for a couple of reasons. Um, you hear a lot about 15,000 cryptocurrencies. And the reason why is anyone who starts a cryptocurrency can literally print themselves money. You can go start a new cryptocurrency, call it Mark's coin. And I can go say, I'm going to have a hundred million coins and I can get, uh, I can get these, uh, VCs to, um, give me, you know, money and I'm going to sell them 40% of Mark coin and I'm going to keep 60% for myself. And they, these VCs love that deal because they just, we're able to buy printed money. They buy them for me for three cents a piece and they turn around and sell them for three bucks a piece, right? And so that's easy. You can just go print yourself 15, 20 million bucks. But to, to build on Bitcoin, you have to go meet with real investors that have to give you real money and they want to invest into real companies that are building real products. You can't just print money for free. You can't create more Bitcoin. And so for Lightning Labs, for any Bitcoin company to raise money, it's a way bigger deal than for a crypto company who just printed that money. So Lightning Labs to raise $70 million is a really big deal. But most importantly, um, what they're using with it, and they, they announced a new specification called TARO, T-A-R-O. And if successful, it will allow multiple asset types to be issued on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. All right, now this is a big deal. What does that mean? Well, the most notable feature will be probably for stable coins. So stable coins are coins that are pegged to a dollar. Right, they're they're getting very prolific. Um, I put a dollar in, um, in you give me a dollar stable coin, and the stable means it's always pegged to a dollar. It's always worth one dollar. Um, not that the dollar is very stable, but it's always worth one dollar. And then I can move those dollars around the world very quickly, like a cryptocurrency. And so um, we can now, um, with this Taro update, we'll be able to use uh, use it for stable coins, and you'll be able to send stable coins instantly and nearly for free. Now, right now, if you're trying to do them over Ethereum, uh, it could cost you 30, 40 bucks to send that transaction. And it takes a long time. But if I do it over Lightning, over the Bitcoin network, over Lightning, it can be done instant and nearly for free. It could also technically be used for NFTs. 
that's right, NFTs, or wrapped versions of other blockchain tokens. So right now, like Ethereum, for example, you could do like a wrapped Bitcoin. But now on this, you might be able to do a wrapped Ethereum on Bitcoin or any other uh, security for that matter. Security would be like stocks, like a share of Tesla or Apple, something like that. The way it would work in practice is uh, basically um, anybody with a mobile Lightning wallet, which if you have a a Bitcoin wallet downloaded on your phone. It probably supports Lightning. If it doesn't, get rid of it and get another one. But like Blue Wallet or Wallet of Satoshi, like those do. Um, and so I'd have a wallet with Lightning Wallet. I'd have a Bitcoin balance as well as a balance for USD stable coins in it. So I'd have Bitcoin and I'd have US dollars basically in there. And any other assets I might be holding, I could also have um, shares of an apartment complex or a hotel chain or... Um, Apple or Tesla stock, right? And then I could send those assets around very easily over the Lightning Network. So it could be US dollars on stable coins, it could be shares of this hotel, and I could send those assets instantly and for free. Uh, an excerpt from Lightning Labs, um, directly from them, says that um, it's a new Taproot powered protocol for issuing assets on the Bitcoin blockchain that could be transferred over the Lightning Network for instant, high volume, low fee transactions. At its core, Taro taps into the security and stability of the Bitcoin network and the speed, scalability, and low fees of the Lightning Network. And so this is what people are missing. Bitcoin is the most secure, most decentralized network, period. Nothing comes close to that at all, period. There's just, there's just no arguing that. Nobody can make an argument for that. Um, however, people would argue, but it's too slow. And so we need something else to be faster. But when you, put, when you use Lightning and Bitcoin together, you get both. You get... Um, the most secure network, and you get uh, instant high volume, low fee transactions at the same time. Um, and that's the, that's a big deal. Um, it says, uh, Taproot, it says Taro is conceptually similar to Color Coins. Um, it improves privacy and scalability. Assets issued on Taro can be deposited into the Lightning Network channels where nodes can offer atomic conversions from Bitcoin to Taro assets. So uh, basically what it's saying is I use this Bitcoin wallet that supports Lightning. And inside the wallet, I don't need to do an exchange. It could automatically convert the assets. So I don't need to exchange them. I could just convert it, which is pretty cool, because in exchange, I have to find somebody else willing to be do the exchange with me. And so um, and it, it allows things to interoperate. So any asset, a security, a stock, whatever, um, built on Taro would be interoperable, be able to work together with this, which is pretty cool. It says participants on Taro transfer, uh, bear the costs of verification and storage by storing Taro. Uh, that's a little bit technical stuff. But the summary is, um, basically, it allows assets to be issued on the Bitcoin blockchain. So now assets, so shares of Apple or Tesla, shares of a hotel chain um, or stable coins on the Bitcoin blockchain. It leverages Taproot for privacy and scalability. So a lot of people are like, well, um, Bitcoin's not good because it's not it's not private. That's why I need XYZ privacy coin or pirate pirate coin or Monero. Well, if we use if we leverage Taproot, we can have privacy and scalability. It says assets can be deposited into Lightning channels. Um, assets can be transferred over the existing Lightning network. And so um, again, I can send Bitcoin either on the main chain, which is slow and expensive. I mean, when I say slow and expensive, I could send a billion dollars of Bitcoin if I had a billion um, for you know maybe a dollar in uh, you know. 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, that's slow and expensive, uh, faster than I could drive to the bank and do a wire transfer. Um, but over the Lightning Network, it's literally instant. And I'm sending Bitcoin, but it's over this network. Um, and so it's pretty amazing what it's going to do. Um, it's a very light client friendly. And so what does that mean? So uh, Bitcoin has kept these small blocks, which allows it to be a very low client. And so you can do it over phones, over mesh networks, things like that. Um, but I want to tell you about what this can actually do in the future. So I want to future cast this so you can understand a little bit. It might be a little bit in the weeds for you right now, but I want to make it make sense. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about Bitcoin, talking about cryptocurrencies, talking about the decentralized revolution. I'll be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. We are talking about the decentralized revolution that's happening, and I'm narrating it for you. I'm trying to give you the play-by-play so you can get in before the masses. Like we say, everybody will buy at the price they deserve, and I think you deserve to get in at a good low price like right now today. And of course, you need the information to do that. Um, I'm, I'm talking about my experience at the Bitcoin conference. I know I covered it a little bit last week, but I kind of gave you just a quick overview. I hadn't really had time to go back and look, review my notes and have some follow-up conversations to really dig into some of this stuff. And since I was there and I was an insider and I got to have um, access to conversations that most people didn't, I wanted to kind of explain some of this to you. And so um, the biggest announcement that was made was Lightning Labs uh, coming out with this Taro. And so I was explaining that to you just before the break. Uh, if you've missed it so far, um, well, I'm not going to repeat myself, but what you can do is you can search Mark Moss uh, iHeart or Mark Moss Podcast, and you can listen to the podcast, which will come out um, later, and you can catch up on it there. Um, but basically, this Taro is a second-layer platform, um, and uh, and like I said, we can already send assets nearly instant and free. And I've used it. It works. Um, go down to El Salvador. It works. I mean, I used it at the Bitcoin conference. I did a book signing when I was there. Um, by the way, I have a new book out. It's called The Uncommunist Manifesto. Um, we just launched it. It's 
in Kickstarter. I don't know. By the time you listen to this, the Kickstarter might be over, uh, but then you can just buy it. But you can check it out at uncommunist.com. And so at the Bitcoin conference, I did uh, a book signing for two days when I was there. And of course, we were taking Bitcoin <laughs> at the Bitcoin conference, of course. And while we're doing a book signing, uh, we can't wait you know, 10 or 15 minutes for the Bitcoin to come through. And so we were taking Bitcoin over Lightning. And so I've used it extensively. I've used it in El Salvador. I've used it at the, at the Bitcoin conference. I've used it many times. And I can tell you that as soon as you push that button and take your finger off the button, the Bitcoin is there. I mean, it's literally that fast. I mean, you know, in a scientific lab uh, using, you know, some crazy stopwatch. I mean, is there maybe a difference with something else? Maybe. But, you know, to the human naked eye, you can't really tell the difference. It's fast. Um, so we already have that. And now um, with Taro, we'll be able to put other assets on there. So it could be shares of a hotel. It could be shares of Apple or Tesla. Um, it could be NFTs. It could be anything. And then we could transact it on the most stable and powerful blockchain, but it can be have the speed of, of lightning. Um, now, some layer two platforms on top of Bitcoin already have stable coins and NFTs. So I do want to tell you that. Now, you've probably heard of Tether. Tether is the largest stable coin. It's the oldest stable coin. And Tether originally started out as a layer above Bitcoin. Um, then, then it moved, though. Then it moved uh, over to Ethereum. And then, of course, Ethereum is too slow and expensive. And then it moved over to Tron. And then, as I said, we have other layer two. So there's also Liquid. So the Liquid ne Network also has a stable coin and has NFTs and, and has other assets as well. Um, there's other layer two networks as well, but what makes Taro particularly interesting is that its assets can run directly over the lightning network. All right. So that's the big deal. So it's interoperable with the lightning network because that is the big network. That's what everything's running on. And, and money has to have a bunch of different attributes. Um, one of them, it has to be saleable. One of them means it, ha it has to be recognizable. People have to take it. <laughs> what good is having a, uh, a coin, a privacy coin like Monero, for example, if nobody will take it from you? And so if you use these other layer twos um, that, I've, that I just mentioned, they, they don't have the acceptance and Lightning is the biggest network over the uh, over the Bitcoin network right now. And so to be on that network and have that interoperability is a really big deal. And of course, that Lightning network is what makes the stablecoin payments nearly instant and nearly free. So big, big, big news. Um, you know, I was uh, I was talking about this earlier and uh, with um, with someone and it's hard to imagine how big of an impact these things will make into the future. And the reason why is because as humans, um, humans are, are no good at imagining the future. What we can do is we can only imagine better versions of what we have today. And if you go back and you look back, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago at all these like futurist magazines, um, they thought by now we would um, be zooming around the space on rockets, right? Or we'd be uh, teleporting ourselves, um, you know, something like that. Of course, none of those things are true. We don't have flying cars. <laughs> we don't have flying cars. We don't have robots cleaning our house. We don't have rockets <laughs> flying us around uh, space. We don't have any of that that they predicted. What we do have is we have an iPhone in our hands. We have a, a computer that's more powerful than um, you know than the, the computer that made the space shuttle. We do have that. Uh, we do have um, technologies like that, but none of those um, technology magazines got that part. All the things they thought we'd have, we don't. And the things that we do have, they didn't get. And that's just because humans are no, no good at this. And part of the reason why is because we don't have the building blocks necessary to build those things. And so we can't imagine these new things without the building blocks. So, for example, when the Internet came out, um, we, had, uh, you know, we, we had message boards and we had email. And we thought, oh, one day we'll be able to buy stuff online. That's pretty cool. But see, we were already buying stuff, right? So we thought, oh, we'll buy it online. Um, maybe one day we'll have like virtual meetings online. We thought that. But we didn't know other things. Like we didn't have building blocks. We didn't know that our car would be hooked to something called a cloud using something called social media to navigate us around traffic. We didn't know that because we didn't have any of those building blocks. When the iPhone came out in 2007, um, I mean, you know, a decade after I had already been using the internet, the iPhone finally came out, which was cool. Like we have a computer and a phone, we put those together. And when it came out, few people thought like, wow, this could disrupt the taxi industry a decade from now. <laughs> right, nobody thought that. But basically multiple types of technology had reached the point where everyone could have an internet connected computer in their pocket. 
And once everyone had an internet-connected computer in their pocket, then what that was is a set of building blocks that was that enabled people to build things that nobody else had imagined, including applications like Uber. And so now we have another set of building blocks. Now we have a network of instant and nearly free transactions across multiple asset types, including self-custodied bearer assets that can be programmed with all sorts of multi-signature use cases. And it's another set of building blocks. So for example, if I had a set of uh, a deck of cards, playing cards, I could build a house of cards, right? I could, um, I'm very limited to what I can build with those cards. If I had a set of Legos, I could build something way more complex because I have a different set of building blocks. And that's kind of um, a similar um, thought. So with, with the internet and with the iPhone, we had a set of building blocks that allowed us to build things that nobody would have ever imagined. And today we have this new set of building blocks and who knows um, what we could build out. It'd be pretty, pretty amazing. A couple of other announcements that I saw, um, one of them, Jack Maulers of Strike announced a set of partnerships with NCR Corporation. Um, they're a publicly traded company, NCR. They represent um, the point of sale systems for merchants. So if you go to a store to buy things and you check out with your credit card or debit card, that's the point of sale system. NCR, uh, uh, according to Jack Maulers, um, represents one out of six payment systems, one out of six. And so what that means is that users will be able to buy, um, be able to use Lightning to buy anywhere NCR is accepted, including McDonald's, Walmart, and other places that use these payment handlers. So supposedly, like right now, the agreement's already been reached. I can go into anywhere that NCR supports, such as Walmart and, and McDonald's, and pay with stable coins or pay with Bitcoin over the Lightning Network, instantaneous and free. I mean, that is massive. We don't need laws to make things legal tender. <laughs> These merchants can already accept Bitcoin as is, as is. Now, I do want to stress, though, that like that's cool having these merchants accept this, but um, I, I want to stress one thing. Um, just like you wouldn't walk around with your life savings in your wallet because you don't want to lose your wallet and then lose your life savings, you only pull a little bit of money out of the bank to put in your wallet to walk around with. And I do want to stress out that stress that um, the money you put into your Bitcoin wallet, your Lightning wallet on your phone, it's like your wallet in your in your pocket. Only put in there what you could afford to lose. Think about it just like your paper wallet. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. I'm going to be back and tell you about the rest of the developments. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, and we are talking about Bitcoin cryptocurrencies, the decentralized revolution that's happening right now. Of course, you know, it's like watching paint dry. When you're watching it, you don't really notice it, but the world's changing and it's changing fast. And uh, I'm, I've been talking about this hour, talking about some of the big announcements that were made at the Bitcoin conference, some of the things that I had access to. And I didn't really get to cover them last week because I hadn't really gone through all my notes and had the follow-up conversations. But I was talking about how um, now with this lightning, we can transact Bitcoin faster and cheaper than any other cryptocurrency. And now with this new Taro upgrade that's happening on the lightning network, we can put other types of assets, including potentially stocks and securities, um, NFTs, stable coins, things like that. And then I was talking about how Jack Maulers of Strike announced a, a partnership with NCR, which runs the point of sale uh, system at uh, one out of six merchants, according to him. And so... Um, now you should be able to start going into these merchants, one out of six, including Walmart, McDonald's, et cetera, and choose to pay with stable coins or dare I say Bitcoin. You can literally pay with Bitcoin over lightning from those places. It's amazing. Also, he announced the integration with Shopify. So if you go online to buy a product on a Shopify store, which is a, a bunch of stores at this point, when you go to checkout, there's like a place to put your credit card in. You've seen the box that says choose PayPal. And now there's a box that you can choose to pay with Bitcoin. Just like that. It's pretty amazing. Um, Pretty amazing what's happening. And the ability to store Bitcoin um, safely in a multi-sig wallet and then be able to transact it instantaneous and free over the Lightning Network and have the interoperability to also transfer other assets across the Lightning Network like stable coins and like NFTs and things like that. I mean, man, things are moving really, really fast. Uh, I'm bullish on stable coins um, and normally they run on smart contract blockchains, uh, but for them to be able to run over the Lightning channels, I mean, that is a powerful combination because like I said, they're instant and they're cheap. Um, and if you just stick with stable coins, especially, you know, uh, I've been down in El Salvador working with them. And if you're in these uh, other countries or, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, Bitcoin is volatile. The price of Bitcoin goes up and down. If you don't have money you can put away for a couple of years, let's just say that, you know, you get you got paid and, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck, for example. You don't want to put that into Bitcoin because the reality is next week it could be down. It could Uh, typically I would say put into Bitcoin what you can afford to leave there for like at least three years. There's never been a, there's never been a three year period where Bitcoin has been down. So what you could do though, with that short term money is you can put it into stable coins. And the reason why you might want to do that, especially if you're in a foreign country is now you can have the ease of, of Bitcoin sending money around to people. You can custody it yourself. You can have access to it sort of like cash, um, but if you're in El Salvador and I'm in America, I can send you that U.S. dollar stablecoin instant and free. 
And you can go to the bank and just withdraw it out of an ATM without having to go to the grocery store and go to Western Union and have them take 20 or 30%. And so, you know, for a lot of people, having the ability to do dollar stable coins and Bitcoin together is going to be a game changer. And it can, it can basically get you out of the traditional banking platform. Now, it doesn't mean the death of the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar just starts to take a new shape. Right? And that's where I'm talking about it being used together in the same wallet, on the same network, but for different purposes. I think eventually, over a long enough period of time, you know, the U.S. dollar isn't needed as much, and then eventually maybe not at all. But in the meantime, for right now, especially when you're living in other countries or if you're not really – if you don't have enough money to hold um, that you could kind of ride out that volatility, then um, I think the, the combination is extremely powerful. And when all this is deployed at scale, I mean, it is a massive value proposition for the Bitcoin network. Um, there was a there was a good piece that CNBC, surprisingly, a good piece that CNBC put out talking specifically about the Lightning Network. And maybe I should forward this over to Peter Thiel so we could read it. Um, but they were talking about how um, they decided to put Lightning payments to the test. Um, and with the expertise and translation skills of Bitcoin developer um, who is currently hiding out in the western part of Ukraine because of the war that's raging on. And they said the bottom line, it really does work as well as Bitcoin boosters say it does. The process of downloading a crypto wallet onto uh, the person's phone in, in the Ukraine, transferring Bitcoin over the Lightning Network from the United States to Poland, and then going and withdrawing the equivalent in Polish currency from a Bitcoin ATM from the southwest city took less than three minutes. Good luck doing that with Western Union. That's that's uh, per CNBC. I read that directly. Um, and so that's pretty cool. On top of that, um, Lightning Labs was the big the big uh, the big to do. But there was a bunch of other companies raising money, which is pretty cool. Um, Open node raised $20 million. That's a big number. Voltage raised $6 million. Voltage is a cool company. Um, they allow you to spin up a Lightning node. So the thing with Bitcoin is that um, we say don't trust but verify. What does that mean? If somebody, you know, gold is money for 5,000 years, if somebody paid me with gold, how do, I, how do I know that gold is good? Or how do I know that gold is real? And so um, I would need, you know, some kind of sort of fancy spectrometer or something to, to find out how pure that gold is. And so Bitcoin's the same way. Like, how do I know the Bitcoin you send me is real? Well, I would want to use my own computer network, my own node is what it's called, to verify that transaction. And so everybody should run a node. They're, they're super cheap. You know, for 100 bucks, you could set one up. I mean, you could even set one up for free if you have an old laptop or something. Um, but, but Voltage allows you to spin up a Lightning node, a Bitcoin Lightning node, and they'll host it for you uh, for like a fixed fee. I don't know if it's 8 10 bucks a month, something like that. And then I can host my own node that I can use my own. I can... I can um, I can verify all my own transactions in and out. Um, and then there's a lot of other um, things that I can start building on top of that. Um, that's what Voltage is doing pretty cool. Ibex Mercado raised $4 million. Um, and then another company that I'm extremely bullish on is Impervious. Um, Impervious is uh, is amazing what they're doing. I'm going to have the founder, Chase. Uh, he's the founder of Impervious. I'm going to have him on the radio show here maybe in the next couple of weeks. He's actually a local guy but for me super, super good guy. But what they're doing is they basically took the, uh, they figured that I think, I think the math was 80% of the time that a user spends on the, on the, inter, oh, I'm sorry, on the computer, about 80% of the time is spent in the browser. So like Google Chrome, right? And then you have Google Docs and Google Sheets and you have, you know, Facebook and Twitter. And so about 80% of the time is spent in the browser. And so they decided to build a new browser, but instead of a browser that like Google owns and controls and spies on you and controls you with, they opened up an open source one that's peer to peer. So Bitcoin is peer to peer. There's nobody in the middle between us. And so they built a browser that has Zoom built in, but without Zoom. <laughs> Meaning that uh, if we both have impervious browsers, we can just connect over video chat like Zoom, but it's peer to peer. There's nobody in between us. Nobody, nobody that we need permission from. Nobody's spying. We have Google Docs, but without Google. So we just have Docs that we can share we peer-to-peer. -peer. You and I can collaborate on Docs, just like Google Docs, but without Google. We have Chat, but without Google Chat, we, we can go peer-to-peer. -peer. We can chat directly. And so that's all built into the impervious browser. I believe it's being released right about now. I mean, any day now. So that's really, really cool. I'm super bullish on that. 
I mean, amazing things are coming out. It's happening so fast. Now, I'm old enough to have invested through the dot-com boom of the late 90s. It was just when I was just out of high school. Um, I was young, but I was old enough to know what was going on. I started an e-commerce business in 2001. So I've seen this get built out. I recognize the same signs happening over again. And while for a lot of you, it maybe seems like it's happening slow, I can tell you it's happening really, really fast. And I'm super excited. I'm super bullish on this. I mean, this is going to be the biggest thing. It's going to change the world as we know it. Hopefully you're excited about it too. And uh, it's your chance to front run the majority of people who don't understand what is going on. The institutions, the sovereigns, they're still trying to figure out how they can get their piece of the Bitcoin pie, but you can get yours right now. Uh, by the way, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about the cryptocurrency. We're talking about the decentralized revolution that's changing the world. I was just breaking down some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I saw, the, the, the groundbreaking things I saw at the Bitcoin conference. Um, so you can understand, remember, it's the growth of the network on users and the development on the network that's the most important, and the development is strong. Hopefully that makes sense, and uh, appreciate you listening. Till next time. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.